0: You are always setting the stage so the time leading up to a launch even if you're not in launch mode even if you're not in creation mode even if you have no idea what comes next is so freaking valuable hello 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 and welcome back to the shamelessly ambitious podcast this is episode 102. i gotta be honest with you getting into the triple digits here it's a little harder to say like episode 88 I don't know if I'm supposed to say episode 102, 102, 102, I'm not really sure, so full transparency, I'm like, I am going to have to get used to this a little bit, but we're here, episode number... 102. (laughs) And I want to have a conversation about what to do between launches. I was actually having a conversation with a client behind the scenes and I just finished up a launch. And so she was asking like, what now? What do you do now? Now, you know that I constantly teach and preach and practice the art of selling constantly, which I'm still going to dive into today. Um, But of course we do have these moments when we might be having a bigger launch, a set program, a open door, closed door type of thing, a set product, something that we are actively trying to fill and might end up finishing, right? Like closing doors, no longer talking about it. Like the date has passed, whatever the case may be. Oftentimes, if you're treating your business like a business, you are getting really strategic and honed in when it comes to launches and putting a lot of effort and energy into the consistency of content and output prior to a launch, obviously during a launch. But oftentimes what I see is almost a disappearing act (laughs) after a launch. Sometimes literally from fatigue and burnt out and just like, oh my gosh, I just did all the things and now I'm all done. Sometimes just because of a lack of a plan, you put so much energy and effort behind planning for the launch that you kind of forget the aftermath. And that's why I want to have this conversation. Okay. Because here's the thing I'm going to start with this. You are always, always, always setting the stage for your next launch for your next sale, for your next pitch, for your next invitation, whatever it is, you are always setting the stage. Meaning it is important that you have a strategy and planning and consistency, that being the most important word when it comes to how you show up. And so when this client asked me, what do you do between launches? I thought, what a brilliant conversation to be had. So what do I do between launches? Well, first and foremost, I do have a consistent content plan. No, it's not like the perfect, it's not exactly what I'd want it to be right now if I'm being fully honest with you, fully transparent. However, you will consistently see me posting multiple times a week, specifically referring to my podcast. You would also receive three emails a week in or outside of a launch, period, end of story, and you have for years. You would also find me on Pinterest on YouTube shorts. You would obviously get the podcast twice a week. You're getting a new podcast. So there is a consistency that I have created as a non-negotiable inside of my business. And the reason why I do this one, obviously setting the stage, always setting the stage, but two is because I want to constantly be building that no like and trust factor that is required for somebody to say yes and to invest in you. There are people in my world who have come out of nowhere who have binged a bunch of my content and then shown up in my DMs and wanted to pay me in full, okay? Those are those those type of buyers that are just like ready and rearing to go. I'm actually that kind of person to be honest. I'll be watching somebody I could I could actively be hunting for somebody because I'm looking for something and then pay for them, or watching somebody, and then all of a sudden I get the nudge of like now it's time to pay for them. They don't have to sell me, they don't have to talk to me about anything. I've already made the decision. That's just who I am. Okay. I just know exactly what I want and why I want it and it's great. Okay. So that's not always the case though. Okay. Sometimes people need to be around for a while and they need to build this no like and trust factor. And I would say most times. Okay. Most times people need to. Be invited into your world. Okay. We're going to talk about that as well. And so, this is why consistent content is important. I would also say that these people who come into my world and purchase right away typically do so after binging content that already exists. It wouldn't exist if I kept taking a ton of breaks from creation. End of story. Like, we have to be business owners, we have to choose to be business owners. Okay. And actually, I feel like I want to come back on for an additional podcast about that fact. Exactly. Like additional episode of being a business and treating your business like a business. I definitely am. Next episode. It's coming in hot. Okay. It's coming in hot. Okay. Sorry for the interruption, but I've got something super, super juicy for you. Did you know that when you rate and review this podcast, you can get free access to my mini course focused. I'm not even kidding. Become more productive, more energized, and more focused without adding anything extra to your schedule. No extra time. Uh, who doesn't want that? All you have to do is screenshot your review and send it to me at Ash McDonald on Instagram, and I'll give you the link. It is as easy as that. So here's the thing. You have to create a plan for after the launch. Whether it's turning back on the consistent content strategy that you had prior to the launch, because I'm assuming during the launch, you're probably upping the ante a little bit. You're, you're revving the engines a little, the emails are more consistent, the not more consistent, just more in general. Right. And if that's the case, Great but maybe you need to come back to and not take any breaks. Maybe you need to batch in advance. If you know that you're the kind of person that after a launch, you're like, Oh, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Then maybe one of your prep times and you create the space for this prep times for your launch is actively creating content for afterwards. So you don't just disappear. Okay. So whatever it looks like, create the plan, the bandwidth, the capacity for you to continue showing up consistently and building that trust Factor now, just for the sake of being very clear that trust factor is built through value, it is built through teaching value and being the kind of person who changes somebody's life without ever having to be paid. Relatability, IE that like factor, like can be built through Brand and brand awareness, and like just really liking the vibe of you. But it's also built through relatability. Relatability, meaning that people feel that, you know, that nudge of like that, me too, or I totally get it, or I've so been there, or I just really feel this with you. You know, we want to do that. And sometimes that does require some vulnerability, some honesty, some sharing of who you truly are. This is where I might push to say, if you're like, oh, I don't want to, then maybe you need to think about a different path. <laughs> like, if I'm being really honest, when I meet people who are like, I just don't want to be on social media. I don't want to be anything. Then maybe you build a franchise. Maybe you do like a brick and mortar where you hire other people, like probably not like the personal brand piece, right? So if you're somebody who's doing these live launches where you have a personal brand, it's going to require some of that relatability, that ability to show up and show your essence and show who you are. And obviously I work primarily with people who are coaches, with people who are mentors, with people who are in the space of wanting to build businesses this way. Okay. So in addition to consistent content, we want to talk about those sales. Okay. We want to talk about selling every day. This is important. Okay. Selling every day. Now you might be saying, well, Ash, I don't have anything to sell. Like maybe you don't, you know, I have stuff to sell at all times. And I definitely encourage people to move in that direction. You want to have variable offerings from all different price points that allow people to come into your world at all different walks of life and kind of make their own journey and path inside of it. This is our like offer suite, right? So This is really important, but maybe that's not viable for you right now. What is still very viable for anybody is to be creating free masterclasses, freebies in general. So I have programs that are free that you take and you get access to three podcast episodes or you enroll and you get one video. So simpler freebies that still allow somebody to get mass amount of value, but on a deeper level, they're getting to know me on a deeper level. They're getting something tangible. It's just a a different experience, but moreover, what you're creating are micro commitments. You're encouraging people and almost creating a, like, I've already done this. I've already said yes to this person before, so it doesn't feel unsafe to say yes again, right? You're you're building the ladder that somebody needs to get up to the point where they're ready to make an investment in you. Now, micro commitments can come in through free classes, or just freebies in general. Like I talked about stuff like that as well. However, it can also come through just bringing them and involving them into your life, right? So this might look like, If I said, I'm gonna put this chair in my office over here, do you think I should put it here? Or do you think I should put it here? And I'm giving people an opportunity to respond to that. I'm saying, I just built this new mantle in my home. Do you love it? And I'm giving them an option to respond to it. I'm doing polls. I'm doing question boxes. These are also little itty bitty micro commitments where somebody is actively engaging with us. And I personally don't think they should all be business related. Cause you will come off as though you are trying to sell them as opposed to come off as I'm just trying to connect with you. And that's the thing, right? Like recently I did some stories where I was pretty emotional and talking about some really candid, vulnerable, experiences with my son and I had so many people respond. And of course I'm not selling here. It, it was completely genuine, but it made me think like, oh my gosh, look how many people felt touched by this. And now I'm able to cultivate these relationships, no matter what they turn into. I feel really grateful that my courage, honestly, in sharing something that felt really vulnerable and crying on, on camera, which I'm not saying you have to cry by any stretch of the imagination, but I did, and I not only got to feel seen because a lot of moms could relate. But I also got to connect with people on a different level. I got to create that relatability factor. Okay. And the micro commitment, because here they are actively engaging with me, choosing to spend time out of their day to go further than just witnessing and watching my stories. Okay. And then finally, I like to focus on collaboration and things of the visibility nature. Okay. So whether that's getting on to summits or pitching myself for podcasts or, you know, doing an IG live collaboration with somebody or, you know, whatever the case may be, collaborating with people to get me into a position to build relationship with, to build that like-known trust factor with people outside of my own audience. So I want to be consistent in my own audience so that my people there are being nurtured and anybody who comes in is being nurtured as well. But I also want to be actively pursuing opportunities to be in front of other audiences. Okay. You are always setting the stage. So the time leading up to a launch, even if you're not in launch mode, even if you're not in creation mode, even if you have no idea what comes next is so freaking valuable. And I see people missing it all the time, or having a launch and thinking that didn't go as planned and not being willing to sit with why, why didn't it? And maybe looking at that, like looking at, have you created the consistency, the no like, and trust factor that allows somebody to say, yes, or are you missing that first very vital, very important, non-negotiable step? So all of this to say the between launch period is so stinking important, wildly important, not something to be missed, something to consider very, very deeply in your processes and in your planning. And I would come back to the energy as well. Like if you notice that you have a pattern of being very energetically diluted after a launch, be mindful of this. How can you plan in advance? How can you ensure that your energy, like how can you manage your energy throughout a launch? Maybe so you're not feeling that depleted, right? Because If nothing else, energy sells. Energy sells day in and day out. It's the most important factor. And if we're just checking boxes in our business, it's very different than showing up full of life for our business. And that's a really conscious thing to be thinking of as well. So I love you. Clearly, I need to come in for another podcast. So I'm super, super excited to come in and talk about treating your business like a business. And I'm going to give you a really, really cool analogy that changed the game for me, but it's also something I go back to often to sort of flip the switch, if you will, if I kind of forget this part of business. So you'll have to tune in to the next episode, episode 103, 103, 103, however you want to say it to hear the rest of this. I love you, my friend. Thanks for being here and I'll see you on the next episode.